You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. one 800 just inching his way up a little bit closer. Third on the inside, Mafasa Metro. I'm ready. Jet just being worked upon. Fourth, Sleepy with nowhere to go in fifth. And further back to Loxley, Lover, Visionary and Maori Law. 27-9 down the back. This is what we came to see. Queen Elida and Just Believe head and head in a battle royale. They touch wheels, locked up momentarily. Just Believe levelled up, took the lead off Queen Elida. Mufasa Metro in third, but Harry's pulling away first up back in Oz. Just Believe. Just Believe wins it. Second, Queen Elida was brave and Mufasa Metro and Neckerway. Yeah, third, Just Believe winning their 5.50, defeating Queen Elida. Chris at $1.55. Uh, Queen Elida had to work to, to find the top and Just Believe circled, sat up outside and was simply too strong, but it was Good to see those quality square gators battling it out there on the weekend. That was Friday night, actually, wasn't it? Yeah. In Victoria, Bendigo. Good morning. Yeah, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, that that was something special there on Friday night. Uh, two very good trotters, head and head. Just believe, though, Steve, first up since June, first up since his little campaign in Europe. So to come back and produce a performance like that, it was stunning and in many ways... It was the exclamation mark that the trotting into Dominion series really needed because, as we know, he's the defending champ and to come out and deliver a performance like that, it really sets his rivals on their heels now because uh, track record run, 55-6, on the way home and he looks so strong on the line, so you would only think it's up now for Just Believe. So he's got to get through the, the, the four runs in the fortnight, but we know he can do that, so... He's easily the horse to beat. He was the favourite for the series prior to Friday night. He's definitely the favourite for the series after Friday night yeah, as well. 61 starts, Chris. 19 wins, 11 seconds, 9 thirds. And Jess Tubbs would be still on cloud nine joining us. Well, it was a huge weekend for Lara J as well because not only did they land a treble there on Friday night at Bendigo, they shot up the highway, travelled interstate, turned up at Menangle on Saturday night, landed themselves a double there, including the feature race there, the Sue Kelly Stakes. Jess, good morning. Good morning, team. How are we? Yeah, really well. What was the highlight? Was it the return of Harry or was it just the overall success for the stable? Oh, look, I think Harry's return uh, was the icing on the cake of what was a great weekend all round. But, um, yeah, certainly a great relief to have him turn back up at the races and perform like that. It was a statement-making performance, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think really timely ahead of the Inter-Dominion just to uh, remind people what he can do and um, make sure that level of respect is there for him because um, obviously we all had a question mark how he would come back from Sweden and I think that's answered a few questions. So we're really, really, really wrapped with him. So what was the mindset going into that race there on Friday night? Were you confident that he would trot well? Uh, you know, but you're up against Queen Elida who's taken all before her. So what were you guys thinking going into Friday night? We were really confident with where he was at. Um, if anything, we thought he had come back a little better, but um, there's, it's very different uh, working at home and, and knowing what he does at home compared to uh, meeting someone like Queen Elida who has um, you know, really taken another step this season and uh, she's rock-hard race fit. So, um, you know, there was a slight doubt in our mind and we were, we were hoping we had him spot on, but, uh, yeah, it was really reaffirming. It's scary for you to say that you know, we felt that he'd come back better. So has that trip overseas really brought him on now? 
It, it seems to have. Um, yeah, we, we weren't sure. Obviously, the actual travel itself was really arduous and did knock him around at the time. And we, you know, we didn't have a huge amount of time to give him a break and then get him organised for another Inter-Dominion um, defence. But he, um, yeah, he really does seem to have thrived and he's so full of himself at home. And, um, yeah, I think Friday night's run showed that it, it hasn't taken the edge off him. Jess, just tell us more about the logistics. You just said there it was arduous. Uh, when did he leave? When did he get here? And take us through the route home from Sweden with his horse, Just Believe. Uh, so it was. it's about a 60-hour trip between the two countries. So, um, yeah, they fly from... Um, Oh, they they float from the stables to Amsterdam, and then um, yeah, there's a, a ferry trip in the middle there somewhere, and uh, then they fly to uh, Doha and Bangkok, and then back to Melbourne, and then that was followed by two weeks in quarantine, um, which yeah, at the end of a big trip is not ideal, but uh, you know that's the biosecurity, so you got to do all that and. Um, yeah, when he got home, he was pretty flat, as you would imagine, but um, we gave him a couple of weeks in the paddock and that really brightened him up. And uh, since then, it's been all systems mm. go. Did he shed a fair bit of weight? Uh, he did, yeah. yeah. Um, they, I think they did quite a bit of work at um, the Mickelon facility to, to get feed into him. Um, reports are that he was knocked around a bit um, after his initial uh, quarantine in Germany that he'd done. So... Um, yeah, he, he had certainly lost condition. He'd lost a lot of muscle tone because it's a month, essentially, of quarantine all up. And, um, yeah, he, he wasn't worked through that time. He's just in a, in a box. So, um, yeah, there was a bit of work to do catching up. But we've got a great chiropractor and she was coming out and working on him in the paddock. So uh, that, that certainly helped as well. But uh, we've, we've certainly thrown everything at him to have him feeling uh, top of his game. Would you do it again? Absolutely. Yep. So if he yeah, comes he out and wins the Inter Dominion and those officials from Europe come calling again, you would say yes? I think if we could get the appropriate sponsorship to help the owners out, uh, definitely, because uh, they they took a, a significant financial loss on the trip. Um, he did earn prize money while he was there and it was a terrific experience, but it's phenomenally expensive. So... Um, we wouldn't be able to sign the owners up to, to just bear the weight of that again. But if we were to find the support um, to do it, then we would love the opportunity again because going into it a second time around, um, it's far less scary and I think we could plan it a bit better and, um, yeah, hopefully be able to crack a win over there. But there's a fair bit of water to go under the bridge until that point. So we'll just see. Into Dominion first. What sort of ballpark figure are we talking, Jess, to take a horse up there for that period of time? Uh, um, more than 100 and less than 150. It's true. So that, that's yeah, the main was, reason it it's stopping trip. a lot of Aussie trotters getting up there then? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. We were blessed that we had the support of a big ownership group uh, to get us there. And obviously Greg and I invested a lot of our own money um, to be able to get get, get there too. So... Um, yeah, it was a very expensive trip and not one that we regret for a second because the experience has been phenomenal. But uh, it's certainly not something that you could go into lightly because it is very expensive. Are we closing the gap on the European trotters? 
Absolutely. Yeah, the um the way our breed has progressed over the last few years particularly um has just been incredible, you know, the times that we run here and the times they need to be able to run to be competitive, the whole game's really changed and I think um Harry going to Sweden there was a question mark over whether he'd really even keep up um from some of the Europeans and to see how competitive he was there really made them sit up and notice that um, we're a force to be reckoned with as well. So from a global trotting scale, it was a really positive Mm. trip. Yes, I'm just thinking too, just the temperature changes, uh, the climates from all those places he went on the way home. I mean, what was the variance there with some of those places from Sweden? You mentioned Dubai, back to Victoria. It was, um, yeah, it was quite the journey. So his coat has been a little bit confused as to what it should be doing. Um, he he went over there. He's quite a hairy guy, and he went over into their summer. And then, yeah, obviously uh, the the trip in Doha was uh, very hot. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he's come back here and sort of, yeah, he, some cooler weather, and our weather here is mixed up enough as it is. So um, now going into another summer. So um, yeah, look, he's taken it in his stride, but I think his system's been through quite a lot the last twelve months. So when does he hit the road to to Brisbane? Is it later this week that you're due to arrive up here? Uh, We'll head off on Sunday. Um, So we'll get through the Breeders' Crown on Saturday night and then, um, yeah, load up the truck and and put the boys on and start the drive on Sunday is the plan. All right. So just believe awesome there. Better Eclipse, he was able to take out his race on Friday night at Bendigo as well, and he too was super sharp. So is he spot on for Friday 23? Yeah, he seems to be. We were really wrapped with that run. Obviously, it wasn't the strongest field that he met, but the way that he, he ran it and the way he won that race was really pleasing. So ahead of um, the Inter, it's a good position for him to be in. Okay. He's been here before, so he he knows what's required. Yes, that's right. We know uh, we know the boys can run the series out. Hopefully, Better Eclipse brings his manners for all three rounds of heats this year. But... Um, yeah, we're um, we're really happy with them, and yeah, hopefully it's a good inter series ahead. Yeah, no doubt about that, uh, Steve. You'll be happy with this. So we've got Larry as the favourite for ID twenty three, the Pacers, and we've got Harry as the favourite for the ID twenty three Trotters. Larry and Harry show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, There's just some on, marketing to be done there. Yeah, surely. right. Just on racing in Sweden, I'm just watching one of his runs over there where he was very brave, running second. I mean, what sort of crowds do they get at some of these feature meetings at these these meeting at these uh, at the Square Gator meetings in um, uh, in Sweden? They get. They get huge crowds on course. Um, they're really passionate fans over there. Harness racing is their preferred um, code over there. The, the gallops are not so significant. So they get thousands of people to those meetings. And um, the the Grand Prix races, that's sort of the biggest race of the year in those towns. So they um, they get huge crowds. And, yeah, the, um, there's lots of chanting and cheering and they have banners and flags and things. It's, it's quite phenomenal, very different to here. Okay, just doing your stats. You're you're just shy of a hundred wins for the season, so you can bring up the century before you get to Queensland. Uh yeah. Who knows? It's going to be a tough weekend. I think we're only um, racing in the Breeders' Crown this weekend, so it might might be a bit tough to ask that of the team. But uh, we'll be doing our best for sure. Well, be a good well, way to do it. Well, it'd be nice to bring up your century with a heat of the Inter Dominion. Whether it's a, a pacing or trotting heat, you'll take that as well. I'm sure. Absolutely. Any win is welcome around here. All right. The other one that I've got to ask, you guys are renowned down there at Lara J for your, your morning teas. What was served up today? Uh, no, very uh, meagre morning tea this morning. Yes. I've had toast 
and uh, some instant noodles has kept me going. But there's been no um, no official morning tea this morning. We're just into it, working horses. Yeah. Where's all the cakes? Nah, no cakes. I'm off sugar at the moment. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> just, just back to Just Believe, of course, we talked about that dominant performance there the other night over Queen Lettuce, sitting outside lead, making, you know, circling around and getting outside. And Inter Dominion last year, Chris, it was a similar story, wasn't it? Just Believe up outside the lead there, sitting in the death seat and getting it done. He's very versatile. Mm. He's very versatile. He's in very good form, one G Sugars. You'd admit that. You're a harsh marker, Jess, but you would admit that Greg is in good form. Yeah, look, treat him mean, keep him keen. But, um, yeah, even I have to admit that he's, he's absolutely flying at the moment, so I hope he hasn't peaked too early. No, I'm sure he hasn't. I really appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week. Safe travels on your way to Brisbane, and we'll catch up soon. No worries. Thanks, guys. There's Jess Tubbs joining us. So, uh, yeah, he's he's the horse to beat mm. for the trotting series. No question That's about that. That's extraordinary. Are you amazed at that? Like how the yeah. horse went over there, competed quite solidly mm. in a couple of races. That all The, the cost horrend- is what is mind-blowing yeah, there. over 100 large. That, that's serious. But going point. through all those different countries to get home yeah. and then not a long break and then come out and just do that to one of... Well, Chris Alfred said mm. the, the best square gator around, yeah. uh, Queen Elida. So anyway, sitting outside that horse and running it into the ground. I'll just pick up the closing stages of the Interdom final last year, Chris, and then Matthew Nielsen's about to join us. Clear, but ten off them. Majestuoso goes for home. Just Believe balances up four metres away, then Queen Elida. Majestuoso led. Just Believe is lifting. It's Majestuoso. Just Believe dives and got him. Greg Sugars has done it again. Just Believe... Time to the minute there, Chris, in uh, 2022. Yeah. Absolutely. He's in super form and they had a night out there on Saturday night in Sydney as well. So uh, the stable is in super form. So looking forward to their arrival uh, later this week, uh, probably Monday by the sound of it, by the time they get up here. So hopefully all will go there, uh, all will go well there with Just Believe and Better Eclipse. Well, Matt Nielsen's been in super form. There's no doubt about that. He was in the winner's circle on Saturday night with last call, shooting through via the sprint lane, going off at big odds. But... When you say big odds, she was probably over the odds, and I, I, I don't say that in hindsight, but that was a race that was always, you know, likely to sort of set up nicely for a filly-like last call. The week prior, Matt was in the winner's circle as well, feature race winner's circle with Jessica, and she starts again today. So just wanted to chat with Matt today and uh, see what he thinks about a few of these horses. Matt, good morning. Uh, good morning, Chris. Uh, last call, as I said, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but... She was probably over the odds in that race there on Saturday night with that potential of her sitting three back on the inside and being a real threat late. Yeah, she's been racing well. Lightly raced horse. And um, at Redcliffe, the last few starts, some bad draws and sectionals are being good. And, um, yeah, I'm sure she appreciated getting to Albion Park and getting onto the fence and... Yeah, a genuine run race. Yeah. That was her first look at Albion Park as well. So she's done a really good job. She's gone fast time. Now, Jenny Anderson, her trainer, is that the only horse she has in work? Um, I think she's got two. Uh, other old grey horse, Lavros Lad. There's only just the two, I think. Yeah. All right. Can she win a few more in town? Um, obviously, she's got there very quickly. But um, I think she's, she'll improve. She's only three-year-old, which gives her the chance. It's, I think it's her first racing preparation. So, yeah, I think it's a little bit of a break and she comes back and, um, yeah, I'm sure she can 
for chip away at them. Yeah. yeah. She's a good style of filly as well, and being a three-year-old, she's probably just got some more improvement to come, just, you know, filling into that frame and a little bit of maturity. Yeah, definitely. And the more racing she does, the better she'll get, yeah. All right. Well, that was last call winning there on Saturday night. We had trials yesterday at Albion Park. Now, you sat behind a couple of nice ones there for Mark Ducks. Firstly, Apollo Dreams. He was second in his trial. Were you happy with his effort? Um, yeah, he was happy enough. He just ran out of steam the last little bit. But he um, went pretty solid. But he's he's up that grade now where he's he's got to race the better ones, some better feature races coming up, I think. And then, so we were... Um, yeah, no, he was happy enough. I think he generally will improve a lot from having a hit out, yeah. All right. Well, he got beaten by a pretty fair mare there, an orchid stride. They went a tick over 54. Uh, we haven't seen him since the triad, so do you think he's matured? Do you think he's come back a little sharper this time in? Uh, waiting to see. He generally, his first out, his trial, he saw he, uh, I think he'll improve off of that. You know what I mean? That's the, he's, a little, he's still a little bit dumb. He sort of shies at a lot of stuff. And, uh, yeah, but I think he'll, after that trial yesterday, as he does, he'll go forward. And, yeah, when he gets a few more races into him, he'll be he'll be better, yeah. All right. Another one for Mark Ducks yesterday, Sky Road Dreams. This is a two-year-old, a gilded son of Fear the Dragon. He looked pretty good there yesterday, 28-5, and the way he was just able to draw off late, he looks like he's got obvious ability. Yeah, he's inexperienced. Obviously, he only had the... What education and then the one trial yesterday, he uh, it made improvement in both of them and uh, yeah no I, was, I really liked the way he went yesterday and yeah he's definitely an improver yeah. Is there any similarities between him and Apollo Dreams? Um, so at at first I probably didn't think he had the speed of Apollo Dreams, but he he sort of showed it then in the straight yesterday that he uh he um. He picked up pretty good, so yeah, he's just got to learn and learn, learn what he's got to do. And but he'll, uh, yeah, he won't be, he'll be far, won't be far away when he starts. So. Okay. Uh, did you drive Tommy Lincoln yesterday? Did he go around after the trials finished? No, no, he didn't go around. No. Okay. No. All right, we'll wait for another day with Tommy Lincoln. Now your drives today. You've got three drives today that I wanted to uh, quiz you about. Race four, just call me Molly. She was a first up winner last week. Can she repeat, or is this a little harder? Um, yeah, well, it was a little harder. This Pedigree Rollins horse and Darren McCall's horse, which weren't there last week, which are coming to the race, makes it harder. And then she goes back. Um, 10 metres for the win. And um, she got the good trip last week. But she, uh, if she, oh, she... You can't trust her all the time to do at the start, but she's I mean, generally pretty good of late. If uh, she gets away, she, she won't be too far away. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll put the pressure on you here. Will you get her away today? Oh, you know, <laughs> flip of the coin. I mean, <laughs> sort of, of late, I've sort of changed, changed the way we stand her and... It's been working a little bit of late, so hopefully hopefully we can, yeah. All right. Race five today, again for Mark Duck. Soho Casablanca. It's a bad draw on paper outside of the second row, but is there a chance this race might set up nicely and you can finish strongly over the top of them here? Um, yeah, he's he ain't going that bad. His form probably doesn't look that good on paper, but he's um, he had too much work last week. I forget left left out and um yeah, hopefully they get, if they go solid and can follow as Achilles into the race 
like hopefully be strong at the end. But that's that's his. He's going to need a genuine run race and, and a horse to take him into it. Yeah. Okay. Is he a genuine miler, or are you comfortable he can run twenty one hundred no problem? Uh he's probably better at a mile, but he. Uh, yeah, it's not a, it's not a big thing with him. But he might be a little bit sharp at the mile, but yeah, I'm sure twenty one hundred running the right right way for him, he should be fine. Yeah. Okay, and uh, just because of scratching now, as I've just found out, so that's disappointing. But how do you yeah. rate this filly, Matt? Um, she's she hasn't done a lot, obviously, like a lot of racing and everything, but she's yeah, definitely like she could develop into a, a nice mare. I think she's she's got good speed, which I sort of haven't been able to drive her sort of cold too much. But she's been, yeah. But I do think she's, yeah. She she does she feels better than most anyway. Yeah. Mm. Beautifully bred filly by Aunt Major mm. out of Petusa. Two starts ago, when she got beaten in that Q-bred for Life feature, were you disappointed that night? Oh, she went well enough, but she had work early, and she wasn't. Nowhere near as sharp that week as the following week. She sort of took forever to get out the gate. She wanted to run around and shy and had to keep clicking her up to keep her concentrating. And that she went a little bit quicker than what you wanted because she, she wasn't uh, concentrating a lot. And then the following week, she was much quicker out the gate and put herself straight in the spot, which, yeah, she was able to race better. All right. Did you make gear changes into that last start? Yeah, they uh, Wayne, oh, they just changed her a little bit of headgear on her, and that, not a lot, but just yeah, just a little, little bit. Sort of try to make her concentrate a bit in the run home. All yeah. right. So we'll keep following her then. Yeah, no, definitely. She's an improver, and you know she'll, um, yeah, you know she'll keep, you know where she'll end up. Yeah. yeah. All right, as it stands right now for this season, 2023, you're on 90 wins. Last year, you uh, got a century, 101. Can you uh, bring up the uh, the 10 winners to, to make it back-to-back century seasons? Oh, you know, it depends on the drive they all fall. I think the drives work out, but oh, we could do it. You mean, might not, but it's not a big deal. Yeah. Okay, Doesn't well, worry me these days too much. <laughs> it'll be a 12th if you do it. Oh, yeah. Had a bit of time out in between, but it's uh, uh, a good years and bad years. But yeah, so, well, yeah. things are good at the moment. So appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside later today. Yeah, no worries, Chris. Oh. There's Matty Nielsen joining us. Uh, very good driver. There's no question about that. So if he brings up the century this season, that's going to be his twelfth. And I'll tell you a little fun fact about Matt Nielsen. He was the first driver to reach 200 wins in a season for Queensland. So. We see it quite often now. We've got Nathan Dawson on this rampage at the moment, looking to become the first Queensland driver to hit 400 in a single season. But I think it was uh, the 2001-2002 season. I'll double-check that. But he was the first Queensland-based driver to register a double century. So he knows what's uh, required when he's sitting behind a, a nice horse. There's no question about that. Here's a young man that's got big numbers. And he's in the, uh, the feature race winner's circle because on Sunday night we had the uh, culmination of the 2023 Botra Queensland Young Drivers' Championship. It was neck and neck going into the final round of heats. The series started last Wednesday night. Second round of heats on Friday afternoon at Albion Park. The series wrapped up Sunday night at Redcliffe. And in the end, he was a runaway winner. He joins us now. Angus Garrard, good morning. Morning, Chris. Congratulations. 
Thank you very much. As I said, it was neck and neck going into Sunday night, but uh, you were able to get that win on the board and uh, you just drew off and won easily in the end. Yeah, I had a bit of luck there, you know. Um, Paige had a bit of bad luck. She was sort of equal with me in the last night. and um, I probably sort of had um, good drives without being sort of standouts in the races, but a bit of luck, it sort of panned out quite good. All right. How did you feel going against those group of drivers throughout the series? Yeah, no, it, it was a good series. It was competitive as always. And, um, you know, everyone was sort of thereabouts throughout and probably leading into that final night, it was still pretty open to anyone, really. All right. So we've got the, uh, what is it, the Australasian Young Drivers Championship Series coming up. That will coincide with ID 23. Would I be right in saying I spotted you in some silks there last week? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yep. Excellent. So you'd be looking forward to that one. Yeah, really excited about that, Chris. Um, uh, myself and uh, Leonard representing Queensland, so I'm um, really looking forward to that. The um, last week of the Inner Dominion series. All right, so that's the best of the best from uh, throughout Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, that's right. It's um, it'll be a great week, and hopefully we can um, put up some good numbers and see if we can get a result again. All right, I'm sure you will. Uh, I want to go through a couple of your drives today. Uh, an old favourite. He's your first drive today. Lancelot Bromack, race three, number two. Uh, is this a race that he can be competitive in today? Yeah, he definitely can be, Chris. Um, he's probably been a little down on form lately, probably just not hitting the line as good as um, he had been. But, uh, you know, he comes up with an ideal draw for him today and two there, so we can just get out as hard as we can and we'll probably rob still somewhere near the back, but at least we don't have to do anything and... Um, you know, if the race is under suit, he can definitely do that. Mm. Angus, I know we've chatted about him a lot, but he's he's got an interesting style, hasn't he? How his neck comes down really low. Yeah, he's a funny old horse. He's um, probably too smart for all of us, really. But, um, yeah, no, he, he, he's racing okay, and he can be there about. Yeah, often so you put a sort of coffee cup on him. You know, he sort of levels <laughs> out, doesn't he? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Eagles Pride in race five. This is only start number three today. Uh, has obvious ability. Barrier one, is that a good thing or a bad thing today? Uh, I don't think it's really a bother, Chris. He's, um, he, he's pretty good gated and he seems to show nice gate speed the two times I've driven him so far. So um, we won't bustle him, but he should land sort of a handy enough spot without having to do too much. Mm. He's not the biggest horse going around, is he? No, he's only a little fella, but um, he seems to have a big engine there. So um, hopefully bigger and better things for him in the future. Okay, so we keep following him? Yeah, for sure. I, I think he's actually quite a nice horse. All right. Race six today, Cat's Eye Beach, a first-up winner. He was made the emergency for the Bill Dixon, and he landed barrier one. You would have been frustrated and annoyed that he didn't get a start there. What about today? Can he go back-to-back? Yeah, I think you can, Chris. Um, obviously, it's been sort of a long time between runs without sort of having planned that. But, um, you know, he races good fresh and his work's been good at home. So, uh, you know, as long as he lobs a nice spot and um, there's sort of a genuine enough tempo, I think he'll race well. Small field suits? Yeah, for sure. Obviously, um, no matter what happens, we won't get too far back. So... Uh, hopefully we can be handy enough at the top of the lane and he can go close. Yeah. As you said, it's been a number of weeks since we've seen him race and uh, it wasn't through design, but uh, he, he's up to the mark, though? Yeah, for sure. He, he seems to be 
sort of pretty good that first time he heads to the track. You know, his sort of first trials and first runs are always sort of pretty sharp no matter what happens. So his work's been really good at home and I can't see why he won't race up to his best. All right. Race seven today, uh, Kiang Moonshine, barrier one. Does she have the speed to lead or do you think you'll be uh, either leaders back or possibly three fence here? Uh, she's got good speed. Um, she's not brilliant, but I, I think she should be able to hold her spot. So um, I, I would like to hold up if we can. So hopefully we can get out hard, um, you know, bustle through and hopefully she can race really well from the front end. All right. So she's definitely a, a hope there. Yeah, I think she is. She's um, putting some really nice runs up here, so hopefully um, she's up to her best and she can be a good show. All right. ID23, it's Friday week. Uh, am I right in saying there could be a couple of uh, ID23 candidates working between races today? Yeah, that's right, yeah. So are you going to sit behind Manila Playboy? Yeah, correct. All right. You would have been thrilled with that first start running the Queensland Cup. Yeah, he was awesome, Chris. Uh, we definitely couldn't have asked for any more. Yeah. Sectionally, he, he he just would have blown the clock apart. Yeah, he, he was super. Um, you know, obviously, Leap to Fame's a freak, but, um, you know, we were really, really wrapped in our horse, you know, first up to follow that super speed, and he still hit the line really well without sort of really knocking him around. So it, it was a super first up run, and hopefully he can be right on target for that first round of heat. Four runs in a fortnight. Will he handle that? Yeah, I think he will. Uh, I think Shane's got him pretty worked out now and um, knows how he is. So he should be able to look after him in between and he, he should be fine. Okay. Well, we look forward to today and uh, hopefully there's a couple of winners there for you again today as well. So appreciate the time. Job well done. Winning that Botry Young Drivers Championship on Sunday night. Onwards and upwards. No worries at all, Chris. Thank you very much.